Ask Wildman, the weekly show from full-service digital agency Wildman Web Solutions, is ready to answer all of your questions about marketing, tech, and sales to grow your small business. Each week, the Wildman Web Solutions team tackles your questions and trending topics live. Learn strategies and tactics to take your small business to big revenue. The Ask Wildman show starts now. Good morning and welcome to Ask Wildman. My name is Miles Bassett. I'm the CEO and founder here at Wildman Web Solutions. We are a full service digital uh, marketing agency based in Lawrence, Kansas. Uh, we work with small businesses to help them get online and leverage technology to achieve their goals. So um, at the beginning of this whole crazy pandemic time, uh, we started getting a whole lot of questions from business owners getting their businesses online for the first time, um, or really trying to leverage the online presence that they had uh, to, to survive uh, in this crazy upside down year we just had. So we started this live stream, streaming live to our Facebook page and now to our YouTube channel as well as an open Q&A to anyone and everyone who wants to jump in and ask us some questions about uh, technology, about marketing, about advertising, about design, just about business in general. Uh, we are here to answer those questions. So if you have any questions or if you know someone who has some questions, direct them over here and put your questions in the comments below. Or if you're catching this later, you can email us your questions at askwildman at wildmanweb.com and we'll get to you next week because we are doing this every week, Wednesdays at 11. I've got that email address scrolling below me here in case you need to grab it. Otherwise, you can visit our website at wildmanweb.com. We've got a bunch of resources there we've been putting up over the last couple of months. We've got our blog there, a huge pile of articles that are just you know, free resources for you. Uh, we've got our toolkits, a free software you can sign up for if you go to wildmanweb.com slash LBOT, that stands for Local Business Online Toolkit. It's just basic software set up to help businesses get online fast and easy and remove some of those hurdles up front. So uh, check that out. Otherwise, I think we're gonna get going with the show here. Uh, like I said, if you have any questions, please throw those in the comments below. Um, or if you think that the information that we're putting out there is useful, give us a, a like, a share, a subscribe, depending on what platform you're watching us on, uh, help us reach more people, answer some more questions. So I keep saying us here because normally I have some other people on here with me. Uh, today I have my friend Mike Hanna, marketing side of our department, our marketing department side of Wildman Web Solutions. Uh, Mike, good morning. How are you doing? I am fantastic, Miles. Just doing, getting better by the minute. How are you doing on this fine morning? I'm all right. Busy over here. It's been a busy start to the year. Yes, 2021. Yeah, and we thought uh, 2020 was wild, but you know, 2021 jumps in here and says, "Hold my beer." <laughs> Firing on all cylinders, uh, I think is I think is what they say down there in the old stockyards. Uh, yeah, it's been a busy one. Hope everybody's had a good start to the year, and uh, it's the second second week, and uh, we're we're in it. That's for sure. And up to our necks and having some fun. And it's not just us. You got a lot of businesses. I've been talking to people. Um, like it's it's just crazy time right now. I was on a one million cups this morning. If you guys don't attend one million cups every week, that's a nice networking group. Get a presentation from a small local business every uh, every week, mostly. We've just been doing all virtual now, but hopefully we'll be back to in person presentations at some point this year. I don't know, uh, but but check that out. 
Um, we've also got Lawrence Restaurant Week starting this week. So yeah, if you want to get out and support your local restaurants, now is the time. They're all running different kinds of specials and promotions. So uh, hop out and they expanded Lawrence Restaurant Week to not just be downtown, but the entire city now. So uh, go to your local restaurant, your favorite local restaurant, and uh, help them out this week. Well, actually, the next two weeks. They're doing Lawrence Restaurant two weeks this, this year. So plenty of opportunities. No doubt, Miles. Uh... A lot of big, a lot of big news happening out there as well too uh, in the marketing and advertising and business space, and um, we're trying to just keep up with it, I guess, at the moment here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Has the, has there really been any big news in technology this last <laughs> week? I don't know. I, I I didn't see anything happen. <laughs> There's been a few. Um, yeah, um, certainly, uh, certainly the big news that came over the weekend. I don't know. We. <laughs> I don't know if we were going to talk about that, but we probably should. Uh, I don't really know how to not, how to not at least basically cover it. But um, yeah, we'll see. Um, We'll toss that to the audience out here. If you guys want us to dive into something, then uh, please say so in the comments, throw your questions in there. This is really meant to be a more of a back and forth and less of just a monologue up here. So um, if you have any interest in anything that we're talking about, if you have some experience in something we're talking about, you have some more questions, you want us to take a deeper dive. Yeah, just just throw that in the comments and we'll engage with you that way. So here, here's something interesting that I, I've noticed, Miles, that it probably hasn't uh, come on people's radar in, with all the current events that are happening out there. Yeah. But uh, something that has come on people's radar probably, are you familiar with the Queen's Gambit? Uh, yeah. series on Netflix, Miles? I am. I, I haven't seen it yet, but I've been I've been hearing stuff. Okay, yeah. So you are you're aware of it. So uh, this is a little interesting trend that's been happening. I think Queen's Gambit came out maybe around like Thanksgiving. It wasn't that long ago, you know, maybe six weeks or so. And uh, it, it's for those of you who don't know, it's it's about a girl who basically she takes tranquilizers and she becomes a chess genius. So I'm completely paraphrasing the plot there, but that's, that's, that's basically the, the gist of it. And, uh, and so people have found a renewed interest in chess mm-hmm. and, uh, on Amazon and eBay, I believe, I believe it, those were the two, uh, sites that were, that were, uh, in this study, uh, sales of chess, uh, boards and chess related products have, uh, accelerated 300% since Queen Queen's Gambit, uh, started on Netflix. And so I was thinking about this the other day, and I said, my goodness, is there a better example of content marketing right now um, out there? You know, content marketing, of course, you know, something that we talk about uh, a lot on the show. And we try to give you all real, real world examples whenever we can. But, uh, it, you know, it's basically the opposite of interruption advertising, which is typically what we see on something like television or, or radio or, you know, where we have a, a break, literally, in the entertainment and it's filled with messages that we didn't necessarily go on that platform to to receive. We were going there for the entertainment. And the idea of content marketing, in a nutshell, is that the the message of the marketing is wrapped up in the entertainment. It doesn't always have to be entertaining. It could be informative or educational as well. Uh, but that's the idea behind it, is that people are absorbing the marketing message while they're being entertained, not as a separate thing that is inserted into the entertainment. Uh, and, and so... I don't think that this was done on purpose. Maybe the uh, producers of Queen's Gambit hold some stake uh, in in chess or chess.com. I don't know. But uh, I think it was an organic thing, you know, that just kind of happened. But 
is a great example of what can happen when you capture people's imagination and attention through great content uh, and then you're able to leverage you know a product or an idea or a service through that uh, and is kind of a re remarkable little trend that's happening yeah um, I, I also don't I don't think that was intentional, but it, it is kind of cool to see that cause and effect style thing happening, especially when we're talking about, um, you know, manipulating those kinds of trends intentionally as part of our marketing efforts. Uh, this is just a, an example of how it can really work, whether you're trying to or not. Um, you know, I, I think we talked a couple of weeks back about a particular content marketing campaign that completely worked on me. Um, so I, I had to note it here, but it was a, a company called BattleBox, not BattleBots, the, the mm -hmm. fighting robots or anything, BattleBox. Uh, they sell like survival gear, that kind of stuff. Um, and they put a show up on, I think, Netflix and then marketed it out like, hillbilly mythbusters basically where they were blowing stuff up but really what they were doing was they were testing out their own products that they were selling and then if you watch the show you found it entertaining they were blowing up stuff and crashing things and everything then you saw that product then you would probably go out and want to buy it and then you would buy it from them because they were the number one distributor of things um so they were just pretty much made an entire season of a highly entertaining commercial for their own products. Um, and it totally worked. As far as I can tell, they, they saw a big spike uh, when, they, when they put that up there, not to mention they got paid to actually make part of the show. And uh, there's lots of different um, monetary streams or uh, financial streams that you can put into something like a, a television show development. So uh, I think we talked a little bit last week and the week before about just being creative, thinking outside the box, especially with some of these things coming down the pipeline for digital marketing in the next uh, couple of months, next couple of years. Um, it may force some of us to look outside of how we've been traditionally advertising, outside of traditional, traditional advertising and traditional digital advertising, being a little bit more creative in our content marketing strategy, because that's something that is not going away. People want to absorb content all day, every day. And if you can somehow tie it back to your business, uh, that's a win. Yeah, 100%. Uh, that's the name of the game right now is how can I, how can I, how can I intertwine my messages with where the attention already is? Um, or even better, you know, bring attention to me through my, through my content. But Miles, since you mentioned this also kind of, I guess, just dovetails into, you know, the whole discussion about what's going to happen, which it, I guess it's already happening. Uh, I got a notification uh, I believe a couple days ago it was that, uh, you know, the new iOS uh, update is ready for Apple users. And as we talked about last week on the show, nobody really knows what's going to happen uh, when this goes down. But it sounds like we're going to start finding out uh, relatively soon, uh, you know, the rate of which people opt in or not uh, to this. Uh, basically, you know, the, the ability for them to uh, shut off uh, third party data. And, and keep all their data on the, on the platform and, and then not be served uh, ads, you know, relative to that data uh, would be, you know, the end result of that. And so we'll see, you know, last time they did this, uh, it, about half of the people opted in on the last update. But uh, this one, the alert is a little bit more forward. And, you know, they're, they're going to have to immediately decide once they update their iPhone if, if they're going to opt into this or not. And so, you know, personally... 
I, you know, I don't know how many people really understand it. I think a lot of people will opt out of it just because they think, Oh no, why would I want my data out there? Um, right. for me, I mean, hell, I, I prefer to have ads that actually have some sort of relevance to what I'm interested in. Uh, so, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't opt out of that, you know, even if I wasn't uh, a marketer, so to speak, but, uh, to your point, you know, this is going to just be uh, an era where we're going to have to find what works and what doesn't work. We have to go back to the drawing board on some things. We have to get creative. We're going to think outside the box. Uh, and, you know, we're going to have to go back to some things probably that uh, we hadn't relied on in a while, like our email list, you know, and things like that. And and so that's why I think that, you know, really it, it, the one takeaway that everybody can do from this, no matter what level you are in terms of understanding or executing your marketing, is get emails you know start your email list or you know start your email list back up or double triple down on what you're doing to grow and engage on your email list uh, because you know not only are other avenues like email going to become more prevalent now uh, for marketers and advertisers but that that source data that you have that information when somebody opts in and gives you their name their email address and their phone number we'll still be able to use that to target people we won't have to rely on third-party cookies to do that. That's direct data. And so the more kind of data that you can do, well, you can put that into your Facebook campaigns, your Instagram, your Google ads, whatever, uh, and create what, what we call custom audiences where you're targeting exactly who you want to target and then create lookalike audiences based on that. So, so you know, why, why some of the things are going to go away that we've become reliant on uh, with, with digital advertising uh, we're still going to be able to uh, to use some things that you know are hopefully well within our toolkit currently uh, in order to still have good results and and drive campaigns to to optimize for you know more sales. So I'm going to ask you to expand on on a potential theory here, as it does tie into something I wanted to bring up later. Um, but it, it is a, another aspect of um, the new update. I think what is it 14 14 one. Um, Whatever this, which whatever number we're on now, um, fourteen something. Couple yeah. Of, yeah, there's a couple of other changes in there that I wanted to bring up. But what do you think of the chances of Apple breaking off and doing its own thing as far as uh, Apple Advertising Network or something like that, where they're utilizing your data yeah. in a different way rather than feeding it to Facebook, Google, and other third-party things? What if they just take it and run with it on their own uh, on their own side of things? I, I, I'm sure those planes were drawn up um, over there in Mountain View, California, Miles. Uh, I, I have no doubt uh, that, that that is at least, uh, yeah, those plans have been arranged. You know, whether or not they're going to execute on it uh, sooner rather than later, I don't know. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think that that was par probably part of uh, Apple's uh, game plan from the beginning. I mean, you know, one We'll say what you want about Apple. I mean, but they are uh, extremely savvy in terms of how they built the vertical integration of their business. And basically, I don't know, Miles, would you call it a closed platform? I guess uh, you know, in, in yeah, the Apple sense Apple doesn't that like working can... with other things. You have to do Apple things with other right. Apple things. Yeah, I mm -hmm. think that's that's pretty much common knowledge at this point. Yeah, a hundred percent. And you know, if you, if you see the the gigantic uh, market growth in digital advertising and then you see the gigantic market share that google and facebook have of that pie uh, that would be attractive if i was a competitor you know like apple 
for sure, you know, to, to try to go after. And they could certainly do it. Uh, and they could certainly, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know what's stopping them at this point other than they have other, other irons in the fire that they're tending to. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm sure that has been well thought out, uh, and could happen whether or not it's going to happen. Who knows? Well, I say that because it looks like to me that, um, it's, it's very possible that they are trying to do that on another front. Uh, it looks like they're trying to take a larger slice of the pie when it comes to search. So if you think mm. about you know, the main players in, um, in, in, in mobile devices out there, it's basically Apple and Google. I mean, that's 99% of the market share now. So Google, um, while they do do some stuff together, they are the main competitor here. Google's other main thing is search. Um, and one of the up, uh, things coming out in the next update or you know, is, is really already out, but is, uh, it's, it seems to be where they're moving is that they might be actually making a search engine play. Um, and if you guys are receiving our newsletter, you might be able to, uh, you'll be able to read this. We're sending this out. Have we sent out our last newsletter or? Uh, I believe it's, what's today? Wednesday? Tomorrow. It, 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 okay, it going out, out tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, so. Yeah, um, God willing. We've got the second um, installment of our SEO newsletter in there. And it's talking about, you know, wrapping up trends for 2020 and a couple of big announcements and updates coming out in 2021. The third one on there is that Apple's now showing their own search results. Um, and linking directly to other websites. Uh, this was kind of hinted at in a TechCrunch article a little while ago uh, that Apple might be developing a search engine competitor to Google. And uh, this was encouraged by some of the antitrust activity taken in the US um, this last year and the investigation to Google. Um, you know, we talked about that a couple of weeks, but basically Google's getting sued. And um, this particular one was, um, alleging that they were some sort of monopoly or that they have some sort of monopolistic power over the search. Uh, I don't know what you call that market. Is that really a market? Mm -hmm. um, so Apple has, you said that Apple has this immense vertical. They have pretty much control over everything. They have the technology and the money and the market power to be a legitimate competitor to Google if they just step up and do it. Um, and with the Justice Department scrutinizing um, the Google Apple agreement and Google search ads and how all that information is going back and forth. It's looking like this new update is allowing users to pretty much you can search things from your um, your home screen on Apple devices on your iPhone. You can search stuff and it's going through Apple's own search results and taking you directly to the sites instead of what had previously been happening. When you search something, they're all piggybacking off of Google um, and then showing you like Google search results, and then you can go there. But they're cutting mm. out the middleman and just putting in their own search. Um, and considering that they are the only major player other than Google in the mobile space, and they do have that immense vertical power in the technology sector, they could be a legitimate competitor to Google in the search world, which is something they haven't really had for a long time. It's pretty much just been Google, and then someone jokingly throws in Bing for fun. You know, that's, that's been the, the, the search world for the last couple of years. Um, and that's, that's, that's that true. But well there, there is some rising competition in that though. Not just Apple, you know, you got duck, duck, go. And I, I, I don't even know some of the other ones, but there is, there's more than there was. I'll put it that way. That's true. That, that is true. But Google is so powerful. Um, you know, it's difficult to stand up to something like that. And mm. if someone was going to do it, Apple's the guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. So. Uh, well, you're hundred percent correct, Miles. And like I said, and that's a really interesting news. Uh, maybe let's get a, uh, get Anna to get an article out about that or something like that for the people. But, um, well, they have to sign up for our newsletter to get this article. There is <laughs> well, tell article. them how to sign it's up in the for newsletter. the newsletter, Miles. <laughs> All right. So we're doing a newsletter on our halfway. website. Uh, wildmanweb.com. There's a little <laughs> sign up for our newsletter thing there at the bottom of the homepage. We should probably put that higher. But uh, yeah, we'll send, be sending that out tomorrow, I guess. Um, and there will be a, an SEO uh, newsletter built in there with a couple of big points. And that's one of them. Yeah, so Miles, this you know, in this discussion, I mean, we could really expand this, I think, to any industry, and and I know we've danced around this topic a little bit when we've talked about, well, what if you know, five, ten years down the road, but maybe we've never really uh, illustrated the point uh, articulately, you know, as we could, you know, and that is if they wanted to, Apple, Facebook, Google, I mean, any of them. They could not. They could. They could get into any business they want, and cause major disruption. You know, true. what if what if what if Google and Apple wanted to be in the hardware store business tomorrow? I mean, you see Amazon owning Whole <laughs> Foods and putting out <laughs> right, grocery right. stores. Right. Amazon's so, already doing. Yeah. Amazon's already doing it. Yeah, they're already doing it. But, but you know, so far, Amazon or excuse me, Apple and Google, they've pretty much stayed in their lane. But they don't have to. You know, especially when we talk about this, uh, this whole idea of, of voice search, you know, and you talking to your Google Home device and asking your Google Home device, well, where should I order pizza from today? Or where should I get this? Or where should I get that? Well, why wouldn't Google just buy up a pizza di you know, distribution business and, and bring it in under their vertical uh, integration or Apple do the same? And then when you ask them where to go get something, they're going to sell it to you. I mean, all of that is is not science fiction in, in, in the least. That that could be a very real reality in the near future, which is why we're always harping on the idea of building your brand as much as you are trying to execute your daily sales and your daily leads in a small business. Is, you know, if it comes to that type of scenario, if the name of your brand does not roll off your customer's tongue, there will be very, very difficult for you to do business with them. Yeah, I think that the more, maybe the more realistic or at least the shorter term version of that is going to be something more like, um, you know, partnerships with major brands so that there's mm -hmm. some sort of backdoor deal between Amazon and Pizza Hut or whatever, and they're going to pay for priority spots on those on, on the voice search. So when they do say, hey, order me a pizza, this is the default, that big company is the default. Uh, I, th I see that happening before I see Google pizza coming up. Um, mm -hmm. No, I mean, you're absolutely who, right. Who that's how it would progress. Yeah. Crazy uh, it, tech giants. They can do whatever point, they want. They're going to go, they're going to do the math on it. They're going to go, you know what? If we just owned this business outright, here's how much more, you know, I mean, it's, yeah, they, they, they're yeah, at least going to uh, consider option. it, you know, <laughs> uh, but that doesn't really change the, the overall point to our audience here. We're talking to small businesses, particularly in our community. But if you're watching from the other side of the world, this is equally relevant. Um, and that is, you know, you've got to build up that brand recognition. You've got to build up your brand because uh, that's what's going to push you through uh, those kinds of, of difficult trends and allow you to compete with larger businesses. Um, you know, we use the pizza name just because locally we've got 
um, some some really awesome local brands that have spent the last couple of decades building up that brand awareness to the point where, you know, people have their phone number recognized along with a little jingle that was invented decades ago. Um, and, and something like that can transcend the trends that we're talking about here. Uh, those major partnerships with behemoth type businesses, um, new technological updates, uh, iOS updates, new search engines, voice search, all that stuff. None of it's gonna be able to touch your brand if your brand is solid. Well, we do have one question here, which is playing into what we were sort of dancing around earlier, um, of course, from our um, favorite commenter, Mr. Jeff Fry. Uh, I think Jeff. It, does, it does merit a response here. Um, so the question is, do you see another version of Apple and Google Play Store that hosts app for download? So um, stepping back a little bit, just in case there's a human being on this planet that has not heard the news of the last uh, week or two, um, and that is the news of Parler. You know, we've talked about not only them, but other kind of up and coming social media platforms over the last couple of weeks as maybe another opportunity for small businesses to get out there and maybe have some uh, more cost effective advertising in smaller markets. Uh, but now there has been a massive shift in that conversation as um, Apple and Google and Amazon actually um, have decided to completely stop carrying this particular app. Uh, this app has some other political ramifications to it, but um, even outside of that, not even touching on the, the policy positions of, of particular individuals, um, just the ability for them to unilaterally pull someone from the store like that is an immense power and one that I think is gonna play into some of the, some of the lawsuits we've been talking about, some of the antitrust suits, um, you know, people are talking about uh, particular sections of the Communications Act and how these social medias, uh, or not only social media, but some of these platforms should exist and how they should be legislated or regulated or not. Uh, it's a major conversation in our country right now, and I don't know where it's going to go. Uh, anyone that says otherwise is lying. Uh, there's a ton of things up in the air right now, uh, but there's a couple of things I think that we should explain just to I don't know, just to capture the gravity of this move and how important it is, how just big an, a, a yeah. move it was that it's, they did this. It, it's, um, it's historical. It, specifically it your question here, do you see another version of Apple and Google Play Store that hosts apps for download? Um, no, <laughs> quite honestly, no, because, um, you know, the when when you're downloading an app, you're downloading an app that's written in a particular language using particular technologies that is built to operate on a particular operating system. So if you're using uh, an iPhone, then you're down downloading an app um, that is compatible with the iOS operating system. Um, and the only place that you can get those apps, the only place that um, your those devices allow you to download those types of apps is from the app store. Um, Android devices are a little bit more open uh, in that they use more or open source stuff. Most of their apps are, are really just Java based, which is an open source platform. Um, so there's really more ways around it there. And I could see maybe being able to download apps from other things or from other places outside of the Google Play Store. Uh, but they've been putting in more and more restrictions as the years go by. It started off just totally open on Android and totally closed on Apple. Um, Apple has locked things up even more, and Google has been kind of inching that way. Um, so 
pretty much no. Uh, they have so much control over that vertical. You can't just go out there and start your own app store. Um, you would have to start your own line of devices, uh, start your own, um, build your own operating system, and then get developers out there to learn that operating system and have a system out there for developing apps for that operating system. You know, the smartphone wasn't just a huge leap in technology because it allowed people to have a supercomputer in their pocket. It was a huge leap because it came with a development platform and opened up the ability for other people to develop apps for that operating system. That was the that was the real big win that was kind of missed by the public. App developers could hop in there, make their own softwares, and then market it to the public. They could then download those apps and use it on their little pocket supercomputer. So you would have to develop that entire infrastructure behind a new phone, a new operating system, a new app store, a new, potentially even a new language or a new development framework, um, and then put that out there and then have a network of developers hop on there and start developing apps and putting those things out there, developing, redeveloping existing apps, like you know something very popular, like the Facebook app or something, in your platform for your operating system and have people download it. Like it's just such a massive infrastructure project that I don't think anyone is in a place to realistically compete with these, uh, with these companies. So that's why this is such a huge move for them to unilaterally make this decision. That's not even touching Amazon and AWS a decision to pull the website down, but just talking Google and Apple both pulling something that's uh that's effectively removing someone from an entire marketplace and there's there's no way around it they have no recourse yeah well said miles um you know i i think when we when we look back 50 100 years or our ancestors you know 100 years plus look back at the history of the internet uh what happened over the weekend will certainly be a chapter uh in that book and be studied because i i think it's it's extremely profound. Um, I mean, they're already I, being sued for being immensely powerful, for potentially right. being monopolies and completely controlling what is now the the public square of communication that is the internet. Um, and doing this again, regardless of what you think of of particular policies or anything, demonstrates that they do indeed have the power to do that. Completely take something out of the marketplace uh, for for everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I think that there's no way that doesn't play into existing lawsuits. And I, I mean, honestly, I think there's going to be a swarm of other lawsuits that pop up after this because there's no there's no putting this genie back in the bottle. Yeah, 100 percent. You know, I mean, it, it can't be overstated. You know, the, the entire present and the immediate future of of business and communication is via mobile applications. And, you know, the power that those two companies have is just it's literally overwhelming and i don't think you know we we've always thought well you know they could they could abuse this power you know they they've if you said they've been in getting increasingly more and more strict in terms of you know their internal regulations about what they want someone or somebody to not do when they're developing an app on their platform but i don't think anybody really saw it going this way this fast uh you know and, and say what you want about parlor itself you know obviously nobody at wildman web solutions condones 
violence or hate speech or anything like that. Uh, but, you know, we are proponents of uh, freedom of expression and, and free markets. And, and, and so, you know, this is, this is a, 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 an issue that kind of touches on, on a number of different topics, you know, whether it be anti-competitiveness, you know, uh, free speech and society, et cetera, et cetera. But to me, it was really interesting that the moment that all of this happened was the same moment that Parler became the number one downloaded app in, in the Apple and Google's uh, app stores. I mean, like that can't be a coincidence, you know, and I know a lot of people who have been cheering this on have been saying, well, you know, this was, you know, this was a place for hate and they were uh, coordinating attacks and, you know, and so on and so forth. And, you know, if somebody has any evidence to back that up, please send it to me because I, I haven't been able to find it. What we have evidence of and what we're quite sure about is that, you know, things like what happened at the Capitol last week were mostly planned and organized on platforms like Facebook uh, and uh, YouTube, which is owned by Google. So if that's why Parler was taken off, you know, the Internet, you know, why, why isn't Facebook and, and Google, you know, subject to those same things? Uh, on Twitter, uh, hashtag hang Mike Pence was tweeting all weekend long. I, mean, I don't know how you can get more uh, insightful of, of violence against, uh, uh, you know, a sitting government than that. Uh, so that, that's the big question mark here is why exactly was Parler signaled out and and, and, you know, what, why isn't this uh, same standards being applied across the board? You know, we could say, okay, it's because Parler had been recently, uh, I don't know if taken over is the right word, but heavily populated by uh, Trump supporters and people on the right. So it could be political. That could be it. And that would be certainly astonishing. But it also could be just the, you know, good old fashioned, let's take out the competition. And, it, you know, that, that, you know, Parler was being seen as a, a competitive nature to the tech giant in Silicon Valley. I mean, that's to me the biggest stark contract between this is that, you know, the, the one who was taken out for violating the quote unquote terms of service was the one who wasn't in the club yet. And, and everybody else who is also violating those same terms of service is in the club. Uh, you know, the club being big tech in Silicon Valley giants uh, and that they don't want anybody else in the club. And to me, that's staggering. Uh, you know, when we think about the long term implications of innovation in technology and innovation specifically in the mobile app space, uh, you know, if they're able to preemptively shut somebody down and not let anybody even create the app or publish the app in the first place, because they have some association or they, you know, they think that, you know, certain brand of users are going to be on it or they just don't want any more competition, <laughs> you know, which we, again, we don't know the exact reason why this is happening yet. Uh, that's a very scary thing. You know, if they can just say, well, no, actually we don't want any competition for, for the, the social media giants out there. So we're not going to let it happen. Um, I hope that's not what happened in this case. Uh, but like I said, it's, it's really quite confusing because if you go on what they just say the reasons were, well, you can look at almost every other provider out there and they're in violation of those very same things. A lot of times in a greater degree than parlor was. 
So I, I don't know what your what your thoughts are on that, Miles. But what do you what are your thoughts on the the rationale you know that, that's been given about why this has happened and, and parlor's been signaled out specifically and and what that means for people like us <laughs> who you know are wanting to innovate and and produce more apps in the future. Yeah, I think. I don't know if, if why is really the question here because I don't know. I mean, yeah, uh, I, I mean, mostly what I'm thinking is these people are, these are, these are huge companies. They're looking to make a buck. They're looking for profit. Therefore, this is probably some sort of profit motive. Um, I don't know, but regardless of what you think about this particular instance, you know, maybe this particular one was justified. Maybe this particular app was bad or um, it was, was being misused and therefore, you know, it's in the public good to remove this, uh, remove this option from people's hands. That's, uh, that could be a perfectly valid argument, but it doesn't really matter. The, the question or the, the scary thing here is that these, these businesses have the power to do this that they can just decide this mm -hmm. is gone and completely wipe someone off of the internet. You know, there's politicians around the world arguing that internet is uh, a right at this point. It's, it should be treated as a human right up there with food and clean water. Um, just access to that level of information is, is part of the human existence now. And if we let, if we get ourselves into a situation and we let this snowball, um, to a point where a couple of people have the ability to just knock people off the internet entirely. I don't think that censor is a big enough word for that. Um, and so regardless of the specifics of this particular situation, again, maybe this was a good one to, to remove uh, the option, or maybe there was some wrongdoing that happened here. Um, and, and we can look at that particular situation, but looking at this in general and what kind of precedent this sets, and also just the proof of the power that these companies have, two of them can come mm -hmm. together, control 99% of the market, and just wipe someone off the map like that. Um, that's, that is very concerning for competitive reasons, for business reasons. And then, yeah, as, as a developer myself, as one that, you know, I'd be, I'd, I'd be happy to go out there and build a new platform and put something out there and get some funding and really start developing something. That's something I could, I could really see myself doing. I considered doing in the past. Um, and I know several people that, that have worked in my space that I've, I've worked on dev teams with that have built their own thing and put it out there. It's really scary to think that, you know, if there were, if the intents here weren't exactly noble, um, if they were just trying to knock out competition, or maybe if they just did disagree with particular policy or how you were running your your thing, and they can just knock you out, that's uh, that's that's very concerning to me, and I hope that we are able to address it. Uh, this isn't the first time we've talked about mm -hmm. legislation around tech. Um, I mean, remember a couple of months back we had those congressional hearings and. Um, the, the heads of all the big tech companies went there and it was just clear that our legislative body had no idea how any of this stuff worked. You had 90 year old men in there asking about how their email was connected to WhatsApp connected to Facebook and just mm -hmm. had no clue as to what they were even asking about, let alone how to legislate around these things. Um, this stuff moves so fast and these things are so big, these companies are so big and so powerful, if we aren't able to keep up with it as a society and on a governmental level, then we can see stuff like this snowball and all of a sudden, before you know it, three people 
have control over the biggest information source on the planet and are able to alter human society. I mean, that's that's some crazy dystopian level stuff right there, but you know, we're not that many steps away from that being a realistic possibility. So that's that's my big concern yeah. here. I definitely want to keep things open, allow new technology to grow and develop, and that requires the um, the players and the market as a whole to allow new things to rise and for competition to happen naturally. Yeah, great points there, Miles. I uh, I noticed a I noticed a tweet from uh, Elon Musk the other day. Uh, he was uh, he was promoting Signal, which is a um, a competitor to WhatsApp and I believe Twitter. Uh, and, and that was really interesting because I, I think you know if we, if we look at this landscape of who maybe could emerge as as a possible uh, you know competitor in this space. Uh, you know, you have to think Elon's certainly capable of 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 that daunting task of actually building out, uh, you know, a a mobile platform to compete with Apple and Google. Whether or not that he actually true. would, I did. I know, said it was he, impossible, but he made an electric car, which was impossible, <laughs> and then he made a rocket, which was impossible, and then he stuck <laughs> that car on a rocket, played Rocket Man <laughs> up into space, which is <laughs> so, impossible and cartoonish. So, yeah. There's always so, outliers. <laughs> when I say this isn't possible, there's always people like that. And maybe someone's going to step up and do it. Um, I just wanted to outline the gravity of the situation in that there mm. is this entire infrastructure surrounding these things, making that barrier to entry that much more difficult to where you do have to be someone like Musk in order to really break into the space and do something properly. Um, mm -hmm. You can't just be some little startup starting out of a garage like Google and like Facebook and like all of the, like Microsoft, like all the big tech players were at one right. point. Those days are gone. That that land has been grabbed. Um, yeah, yeah that, it, that's excellent points. And, and, you know, I it, this is going to certainly, you know, evolve over the next few weeks as, as more as these these lawsuits get um, some attention to it. But I think it's going to be really interesting to see you know, what the courts really do think about what you were just talking about, about, you know, just the, the power that these institutions have, you know, I think as private companies, we all would agree that, you know, they can pretty much do what they want on their platforms. The question is, are they colluding with each other, you know, in order to stifle competition? Because I think that would be a pretty clear case of, of antitrust law violation in racketeering. Um, and so that'll be really interesting. And then, and then there's another, there's a separate lawsuit that was filed before all of this files, but it, you just maybe, maybe think about it earlier, uh, with the Google search stuff. And I can't remember the yeah. name of the company. You, you probably are on top of this more than I am, but, uh, there's a company out there that's suing Google for billions of dollars because basically they're trying to prove in federal court that Google manipulated search results and so that when somebody was searching directly for their company, Google instead put their product in front of it. And, and it basically re, you know, took traffic that was going to go to them, this other company, back to a Google-controlled company and cost them billions of dollars. Mm -hmm. and, and so that'll be really interesting to see, uh, you know, what, what comes out of that. You know, I, I think, I think the, the bad side about, you know, whether no matter what happens is there's just going to be, there's going to be less freedom in the internet probably after all this is said and done. 
uh, for good or ill, you know, it, maybe some of it will come out on, on the good side of things. Uh, but there's, there's gotta be some, some strong regulations coming down, um, along all these lines if there wasn't already. Well, that's why I started off my, my, my opening statement here was, I don't know what's going to happen. Anyone who says otherwise is lying to you. There is so much up in the air and so many complexities and there are all of these conversations are all tying together into one massive ball of questions that uh, we as a people are going to have to figure out moving forward one way or another. Um, I don't know if these decisions should be made um, on the level that they're, they're being made or if we're going to have to tackle them again later. Um, but yeah, we're definitely seeing, I think you're right. I think that when we look back at this, there's going to be a chapter in the history books about these decisions being made now. And this is the, uh, this is the opening page. So we'll see where Did it you, all falls, but um, as, a, as a digital agency here and people who do work on each and every one of these platforms along with building custom uh, softwares ourselves, we're clearly gonna stay on top of it and uh, hopefully let people know. So if you guys wanna um, you know, follow us here, then we'll, we'll try to keep you updated on everything as, as much as we can, at least from, uh, from a technology and from a marketing standpoint. Um, if not a legal standpoint, how maybe we'll have to bring in. A, <laughs> we're, a not, we're, we're not giving any law, <laughs> any law advice. <laughs> yeah. I don't think we we're really qualified to talk about any of that. I can talk about the tech and we can talk about the marketing side, but um, yeah, I don't, I have no idea where these lawsuits are going to land. It is above our yeah. pay grade. Did, did you see the, the incredibly ironic tweet from uh, Twitter in Uganda, Miles? I did. I did. Yeah. Twitter's <laughs> policy department put that out. I don't know if that was, I don't know what kind of misstep that was. I mean, we call that, we call that a PR problem in the business. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No one liked that. Nobody liked that tweet. Uh, people who didn't say it, they were tweeting out against censorship around uh, the Ugandan election. They started just turning off social media companies, their argument was that they just didn't want it to pollute their their election. And so they just started shutting off the access to uh, global social media companies. Um, the, the counter argument there is that they're censoring information and, uh, you know, keeping their citizens in the dark in order to control the the, the election there. Uh, but Twitter tweeted out or their policy department tweeted out um, like that this was a, a gross violation of human rights and access to the hashtag open internet right after all of these kinds of censors, which um, they weren't a direct part of of the censors that we were talking about today, but you know it's it's definitely a climate that they're part of. They are in that club, as you said. Um, so I I don't know, I don't know who decided that was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, it was interesting, and and I and I really greatly appreciate the explanation you gave uh, about you know the, the mobile platforms and why this is such a big deal because I don't think that people fully understand it I've seen a lot of people say well why don't they just start their you know why doesn't parlor just start their own app or you know or start their own uh, be self-sufficient and all these things it's like well that's what they were trying to do is as best as you could possibly do in this landscape but at some uh, point you have to use the existing <laughs> infrastructure I mean it was originally build your own Twitter cool he did that. Right. Now it's build your own operating system, build your own app store, build your own server farm. Like mm -hmm. at this point, you're just building your own internet, which is right. ill-advisable on a lot of fronts. I don't think that that's a great idea. So um, one, one last thing though, Miles, yeah. 
did, had, did you see, I'm forgetting his name now, Sir something something, the guy who invented the World Wide Web. Uh, I need more coffee. I'm gonna, I'm, anyways, he's now, come, he's now come back out of the woodwork and said that he's going to rebuild the internet. <laughs> and he's going <laughs> to fix right, all this stuff. Fresh start. So there you go. There's the knight in shining armor. Yeah, he's this the guy who actually built the World Wide Web came out and said, okay, we've had enough of this. Big tech has basically ruined it. Uh, and so I'm going to rebuild the internet again. <laughs> and I'm going to make sure that uh, it's safe, secure, and open. So uh, we'll see. But yeah, there's so I, I think the good thing from all of this is, start over. <laughs> well, I mean, let, let's, let's put this in perspective for people, okay? We all know that the internet isn't going away. But I think that maybe what people don't realize is, A, how big the internet is in terms of not only now, but how big it's going to become in our lives and literally take over everything. You know, the internet, as Gary Vee says, is going to eliminate the middle. There will be no middlemen left, <laughs> you know? Uh, and so the history of the internet is very, very new. This is, this is like... You know, we, we just invented fire yesterday, you know, and we're still living in caves as far as the, the history of the Internet is concerned. And, and so I think that the good thing that will come out of this is that there will be, uh, you know, just a, 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 a desire for a more rapid innovation. And like you pointed out brilliantly, this is not something that's, that can or will happen overnight, but we're in this for the long haul. You know, we're, we're going we're gonna to be stuck with this, uh, this digital age for the very, very foreseeable future. Our grandkids are going to be, you know, having these same problems. And so I would rather some competitor, you know, come along and offer more choice, more innovation, more freedom in this space now than 20, 30 years down the line. You know, and so to, to put to end this with a, a bit of positivity, which I think we could all use right now with, with what's, what's been going yes, on in current events, is that, um, you know, we, we have to take our medicine at some point. We, we all knew that the tech giants had too much power. It was just a matter of what would they do with it and when. And now we've gotten a little taste of that. Uh, and so I, I think that that's going to spur innovation. It's going to spur people like, uh, you know, Elon and the guy who invented the World Wide Web, uh, and hopefully some others, uh, you know, to, to kind of get off their rear ends and really uh, add something to the space and hopefully make it better for consumers because that's, that's what competition will always bring is better service and lower prices for the people who use those products and services, you know. And so that's what we want uh, in order to make a better technological industry and, and a better Internet for our future and and uh, in business and communications. And that, that's my silver lining in all of this uh, is that, you know, I, I hope it's going to get better before it's going to get worse in the near term, but I hope it gets better in the long term, Miles. Yeah, I think ultimately, you know, we'll, we'll figure this out one way or another. Um, new tech's popping up all the time. People are smart. So we'll, we'll get there. It just might be a little bit bumpy here for a little bit while we're figuring out the training wheels, which I, I agree with you. Uh, you know, this is this is like we just invented fire yesterday. This is we're dealing with some very new things that, you know, we don't we don't know how to handle. So um, I think we're doing the best that we can. So uh, I'm, I'm really interested to see how things shake out in the upcoming months and the 
in the coming year, uh, specifically with these issues. But I'm sure these are these are only the first in a long line of pretty hard questions that we're going to have to ask ourselves. Well, let's uh, let's pull out of this nosedive if, of a conversation, and uh, I think we're coming up on our time here. So I'm just going to re uh, recap. Um, if you're just joining us here, um, or if this is the first time you're seeing this, this is Ask Wildman and Open Q and A. Um, so hopefully, the idea here is we're having a conversation with you. Uh, we're providing resources. We're answering questions. Um, about technology, about business, about marketing, whatever you guys want to ask us about. So throw your questions in the comments below if you want us to dive into something and you want us to tackle a new subject. Um, or if you've just been struggling with something recently, we know a lot of small businesses have been either getting online for the first time or trying to leverage their, uh, trying to leverage technology in the, the online presence that they have a little bit more this last year um, and come up with a, uh, a couple of tough spots, a couple of questions, and uh, we want to be a resource to help you get over those. So um, we're doing this every week. Check back in with us next Wednesday at 11. Uh, we are live streaming to both our Facebook page and our YouTube channel. We also have the archives of this show on our website. If you want to go back and watch older shows or if you know we reference something today that you want to get in on, um, go, go ahead and check that out on our website. There's a page called Livestream Archives that has all of our shows going back to the beginning of the pandemic, actually. We've been doing this for a couple of months now. Um, I guess coming up on a year. Wow, we need to... <laughs> That's crazy. Anyway, so yeah, check that out. We've also got our blog there, a bunch of articles, a bunch of other resources for you. Um, but we are, we are here to be that resource for small businesses getting themselves online and leveraging technology to grow and achieve their goals. So if you think that the information we're putting out here is useful, relevant, answered some of your questions, please give us a like, share, tell your friends about it. Um, and if you're catching this later, not live, you can email us your questions at askwildman at wildmanweb.com and we'll get back to you there or maybe even discuss it next week on the show. Miles, Mike, closing bef thoughts? Before, yes, before I go, yes, I feel like, I, feel like I, need to, I need to give the people even more good news. All right. So we're really going to go out on a, on a streak of positivity today. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're going to give away some free shit, folks. Uh, we are going to give away a free website. That is correct. We know, uh, as Miles just said, this this whole pandemic thing's been going on for almost a year now, and God willing, it's going to be over soon. But uh, we don't know when that's going to be, and folks are still struggling. Folks are still hurting out there, and times are tough. Let's be honest. So we're doing everything we can to to help. That's why partly the reason why we're doing this show. Uh, but we thought we'd take it up a notch. And I twisted Miles' arm. No, I'm just kidding. He was more than willing to do this. He is going to build a state-of-the-art, brand-new website for one lucky winner out there. We're going to launch this contest later on this week. So another reason why you want to be signed up for the newsletter. Make sure you're paying attention to our social channels. Uh, you can nominate yourself or you can nominate a business that you think uh, is deserving. And uh, we are going to... Uh, announce it live here on the show probably in, in, a, in a week or two and we're going to set somebody up with a brand spanking new website for 2021 courtesy of wildman web solutions so there you go folks oh that's a nice note to end on uh yeah we'll be we'll be putting out some new information on that um and some in, uh, information on how to sign up and how to nominate uh 
uh, like you said, you can sign yourself up or you can nominate a friend or another business that you think could really use it. Uh, so follow us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, wherever you social, and we'll be putting out some information there. All right. I think that's it for today. Thank you, everyone. Thanks, Mike. Yep. Everybody have a great week and we'll see you next time. Thanks, Miles. All right. Like I said, we're doing this every week. So make sure to tune in next Wednesday at 11 for more questions answered, more tech news, and uh, more information on that website giveaway. And we'll see you all next week. Thanks for listening to Ask Wildman. Send us a question for next week's show at askwildman at wildmanweb.com.